This week on the Push Quality Podcast, we talk about how many videos you need to make before you're actually good, and we're blind ranking some movie baddies. And three, two, one, AirPod, Halava. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Dummy. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, buddy? I don't have AirPod Palavas because I still got the old ones. You know, the old like. Yeah, so I, I should have a set of those. But the only um, cable-based uh, headphones I have are big ones. And I feel like oh. you'll take the piss out of me. Oh. Well, um, no, also, I would always take the piss out of you. <laughs> um, also, yeah, no, my I head prefer these really ones. Warm. Maybe I'll, I'll put these on today because... Um, I'm going to pause the podcast and put these ones on because it's then it is going to annoy me throughout this. All right, if you're obviously we're talking about you... the bigger headphones on, so <laughs> that's all you've missed. Is so you the bigger headphones. I, sh- I feel like I should explain, and it's going to be something it, I rant about this in a little bit. But um, so first of all, all right, currently I have a pair of Jabras my Jabra move, whatever things. And then I have a pair of AirPod Pro 2s, um, which are lovely, fine. But all right, number one issue. Um, Dan's going to laugh at this because I also put it on Instagram and uh, I got a few responses last week. I believe Friday I was coming home and um, you know how the AirPods fit in your ears unbelievably well at all times. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was I was cycling on a little Boris bike, so going not going fast at all. Um, and yeah, just like boom, boom, boom. And going up Seymour Place, where everyone knows that in, uh, in Malawan. And um, I felt like my AirPod in my right ear was getting a little bit loose, but fine. I was in a, like, once I stop, I'll put it back in properly. And then um, it fell out whilst I was cycling really slowly, it fell out, um, which I was like, oh, I just obviously like jam the brake, fine. Obviously I'm gonna go back and get it. As soon as I was looking around and it all all happens in slow motion when this kind of shit happens, doesn't it? And then like, so I look at it, look, turn around and then pop, pop, three bounces maybe. And then straight into a drain. Yeah. I was like, there's not another fucking drain on that road. For like yeah. 200 meters. You probably don't go past another drain on your whole journey. Probably. <laughs> and yeah. like, it was just the way it happened in slow motion. And there was nothing I could do. Literally nothing I could do. And then I was like, and literally just my head just went. <sighs> There's no point getting upset. I can't get angry. Can I? Like, what, what am I going to do? So I parked the bike went to the drain and was like, oh, I'm just going to see. It was a little bit dark. And I was like, I'm just going to see how like, maybe it's just like sitting. And I was like, I could see it. I could see it sitting on the layer of filth, like four foot deep or something like that. And I was like, fuck, can I get this? Um, and then like, obviously it's a drain cover, like massive fucking steel, like like that has thick as my like hand, like palm, right? And I was like, tried to wedge my like wedge it open, didn't happen. Also looked like a fucking insane person. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then like my mate was like, oh, can you not get the council to get it? I was like, are you fucking joking? <laughs> I was like, no, that's not going to happen. Um, oh, so I was just like, great. So I've just got one left AirPod. Um, and then what's more annoying as well, I, the reason I bought my AirPods is because my, I think my Jabras are dying. So the right one has kind of stopped working intermittently, which was just mm-hmm. happening at the start of that podcast. I put them in, they're fine. And then after a while, it just 
slowly fucks off. So this is the main issue, Dan, as Dan knows, but some of you may not, is I'm almost 80%, 85% deaf in my left ear. Um, people wouldn't know if you speak to me because um, I, I I can get around it pretty well. Don't worry. Um, yes, I think it's just Tom's excuse to ignore me whenever he wants. <laughs> so you'd probably notice if I ever speak to you or meet you in person, I will probably stand so you're on my right side. And also, you can't even tell now because I've taken my earring out of my left side, left ear. Um, so I took it out in the new year. I normally have a stretcher earring. And I've actually taken it out. I've still got one earring in it, though, on, on the top. I don't think I'm going to take that out, mainly because I don't know how to. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I've sure. decided to, I'm like, that's still part of me from when I was like 19. That's fine. I'm a cool emo kid, whatever that be, alternative. Yeah. But, but yeah, the main issue is I only have the left ear, like earphone working in both of those earphones. So it's, I have to really, really pay attention for when people are speaking, if I'm only <laughs> using my left ear. So hence why I've decided to put my normal corded ones. The, these, these are the ones that I use when I'm playing guitar. So it like blocks out everything. I can just like zone in and they plug into like my, my amps and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's fun. Fucking infuriating. But yeah, I got a nice, but I thought I only, I only got back like 45 minutes before recording and I thought my AirPod would charge in time um they haven't so i have and who knew you can literally just go on your apple thing and order one air one right airpod <laughs> yeah because they know people are fucking they know stupid. people lose them or one dies or something like that and i was yeah. like oh at least at least it's fine it was it was only 80 quid but i thought i was you might, get a, you might as well get a full set for that no like a full set's like 200 I got I got the I got the yeah the now the ones like the Pro Pods 2 they're like the new ones out whatever they are oh, okay. so I was just yeah, like because I bought them I bought them as a Christmas present to myself because I was like fuck this oh, I'm gonna have cute, mainly because my Jabra's really but work really really badly on calls um mm -hmm. so I was like yeah what happened anyway um yeah Palava number one <laughs> how's your week been Dan that's it so, well, I'm a bit ill. I'm a little bit nasally. A little yeah. bit nasally. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm uh, I'm all right. You know, can't really complain. Um, back in the swing of things, got best round of golf I had at my new golf course. That was good. Felt very nice. Made good. a change. Been playing really badly up to that point. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no. All, all so Dan, good. Dan's just joined a, a kid's par three. So yeah, yeah. I've just joined a par three course. <laughs> it's really good. I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> take four clubs. Great. Yeah. No, other than that, all good. Like we sold out, already sold out our event in April. Um, literally just the clients and members first. Mm -hmm. We sold all the spaces to them. So nice. no one else can come, basically. I haven't um, even got a ticket. I haven't even got a ticket. Mate, I can uh, squeeze you in. You're I can't even come. come. I can't if even you come. come. If you want to come, I'll squeeze you in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there'll be podcast good. listeners there going, Where's Tom? What are you going to come? Be, yeah. yeah. They'll be like, yeah. What's happening? What can I say? No. Can't help you out, guys. I mean, Sorry, he's not there. I mean, I might just come for the afternoon because I, I I just like it when Dan drinks. If I'm honest, so. yeah, you just come for you just come for the night, aren't <laughs> me? I reckon more than anything, that would be the that would be the key thing. Yeah, I'll come, um, but I'm not coming for the whole thing. No, no I wouldn't. Blame, I don't blame it. Don't I'll come, come at lunch. I'll come at lunch time. time. Fine. I'll yeah, come for lunch. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, that's it. Nothing crazy going on for me. Nothing too too mental. No. Wonderful. Good. I hope everybody's... Uh, I'm just doing a nice uh, show and tell on all my clients at the moment, which is not all of them. Fucking take ages. 
um but some of them some of the ones that people might resonate with i i don't i don't um shout about my one to one clients very often so i'm at least doing like five client stories on my one to one clients which is more interesting i think for some people um just to see what show happens and tell, eh? show, show and tell. tell um it's just a different i guess we can talk about this in like a, a i don't know what is it social proof that's what people say yeah right? that's the thing yeah. social that's proof thing. kind of way because i think people um we can talk about that now. Yeah, fuck it. Um, it's an interesting thing because obviously you teach how to show social proof, social proof, um, and you can you can extrapolate into how you do it. But because I based a lot of stuff on performance and changing behaviors in training and what they do in their training, and it's a lot of videos mm. and stuff. I don't have a lot of big transformations, yeah. if it were. Um, it's I have to get a, maybe a little bit more imaginative uh, with how I show that, um, and then. Because like a lot of my guys will be like, it literally like I'm releasing one today, couch to kind of Hyrox athlete kind of thing, like a couch of take on a couch to 5K. Um, and then I've got like obviously physique athletes turning from that into like more enjoyment and Hyrox and you know, yeah. functional training and stuff like that. I've got another one coming out of a former physique athlete going into training for actual life um, coming up um, in a couple of days as well. So it's, um, I think it's easier for me to, say their story rather than themselves as well with them and it would look a bit weird with them talking about themselves with a, a training yeah. montage or something behind them but obviously i have a lot of videos on them because i do a lot of technique analysis and stuff like that so it's a, just an interesting way for maybe if people are like me you don't have to always do a transformation or mm -hmm. you can literally just show your working of like them doing workouts then with good form then with good te technique that they look good, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, drop some what you're proud of them fucking for. And it's very much like um, I'm, you're telling a story, right? Because I am in, let's say, the end game. Somebody on this podcast might watch one of my videos and be like, shit, I resonate with that. Maybe I can get the same thing going. Um, be like, mm. and that's what I want to create. And yeah, if I can tell that story. So what Stephen Bartlett says, can we tell a story? People like stories, all that kind People of shit. People do like stories. Like, like a story is... instead of just like, a, boom, boom. This is Sandra. She looks like this and now looks like this. Sign up with me. Yeah, and it also needs to be very unique to, to your niche as well. People forget that. It's like your niche, yeah. don't want to see a before and after photo because it won't necessarily look hugely different, maybe. But like I said, the performance-based stuff that they do will look drastically different. Um, and that's the stuff that, like say, you need to focus on, right? So, yeah. Mm. How would you teach doing shit what's your go-to's because obviously you do like quick wins quick, quick client wins and then you'll do like other shit as well oh, blah, 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 blah. yeah one of the biggest problems that, that i think with with coaches they just rely solely on the visual um yeah. and they and they forget that 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 is one part of a puzzle that's a bigger bigger puzzle and um, the amount of coaches always talk about like feeling great and like having confidence and i'm like well you can't really show that in a picture of someone in their underwear, like on, on Instagram, not everyone wants to see that and wants that. So you have to have a variety of different, like, yeah, you have to have like <laughs> a variety of different types of social proof. So I love a video testimony. I think it was really, really good. Yeah. Mainly because I think that it shows that you've got a pretty good bond with your client, that they would do that for you as well. I think that's pretty important um, in the grand scheme of things. I think that has to be. Um, Bear in mind, just in case I've asked permission from every single one of these clients to, that I can do these stories. Don't just fucking do it. Um, yeah, just like a video testimony. <laughs> yeah. um, 
yeah, I can't believe that needs to be said, but yeah, no, I just, I think that <laughs> it definitely needs to be said. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think if you ask, you know, a client for a video testimony and they give you one, I, I do think is a very, very strong indicator of like a, a bond and a trust there that, that again that person's been through. So I think that's that's important. Um, we do the quick wins, like quick text messages that people should have, and again provide the backstory and the context to that. I think is really, really important. Um, but really any way you can show any sort of like positive improvement, I think is a good thing. So for example, like I spoke to, I had a client once and she worked with mainly people that wanted to move away from say swimming world and move into like, you know, a proper coach. And I was like, well, your photos should be them clothed at events so that they feel good and they feel great in their summer dress or their black little black dress or whatever. That's not, they don't want to be in their underwear on your Instagram. Like think about what they want. Right. So obviously if you work bodybuilders, you're going to have loads of bodybuilding pictures in place. Right. Mm. Makes sense. It's the same sort of thing. So Tom's obviously taking that initiative and gone, well, my clients want to be stronger. They want to look better in the gym in terms of what they're lifting and how they're moving that way. Efficiency in movement, being stronger, allowing them to perform better in other sports potentially. So that's why Tom talked about golf a fair bit and how his training relates to him playing golf. And it's the same thing. You just have to relate it back to what that person wants um, out of it and how it's going to improve their life. Super straightforward, really. Mm. But people just overcomplicate it and they think that. And, and the other thing as well I will say about social proof is people think it has to be an amazing before and after. They think that yeah. people want this amazing, big, huge change. And I always say you have to have the naught to four to six to eight week journeys in there as well so that people know what is achievable in that time frame. Because to yeah. some people, a huge transformation is daunting it's like oh that's fuck loads of work i'm not gonna do that why would i bother sign up with him like i'm not gonna do that for a year fuck that whereas if they can see what happens in eight weeks and go actually i can do that in eight weeks that's then leads to the bigger transformations then great so again it's having that mixture of not not just the year-long ones and like we used to do just the photo shoot ones we don't just have the photo shoot ones we have the ones that are like okay in eight weeks you could lose six kilos and look like this and feel yeah. like this same with Tom with his stuff. It's like, okay, I'm not going to take you from from here to a powerlifting meet overnight, but I might be able to help you with go from, you know, I suppose a weight you're struggling with to adding 10 kilos in the space of eight weeks. Like, and people go, okay, yeah, cool. This, right, this is exactly why I've got the combine-based stuff because that is yeah. from starting to 10 weeks and you test. And we go, yeah. right. And if within 10 weeks, you will add, on average, um, if I'm taking you on from normal, I think it's like 10, 11% across 15 lifts on average is my success rate. Um, I think it's pretty fucking good. And then yeah. we can, then we get a little bit more like nuanced and that's what most people will go through. And I can be like, right, we're bang for buck. We've got your cement here for 10 weeks, blah, we're going to do that. And then we'll go off and get a little bit more specific yeah. in what testing we actually do. Cause people are like, oh, you should do 15 tests or something. No, 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 no. We have a high rocks combine. We've got a footballer based combine. There's little things like I talk about, Paul, and another one, he's cricketer. I don't use them all. His main key indicator was fucking vertical jump. That's all I fucking cared about. And I was like, I know for when he does a vertical jump, when he gets more powerful, he's going to get more leverage. Um, yep. Instead of making him, I was, he was like, I don't want to get beaten up by heavy squatting all the time. Cool, we won't. We're not going to do that. I'm just going to look at that. And then I'll talk about that on his fucking thing. Be like, look, we just do this one. I've got a high rocks based one coming out today. Again, a lot of fucking high rocks ones. I actually got a business one coming out as well. I'm, I've only decided to do one of those because it's not my main thing, is it? No. Mm. But yeah, from one-to-one coach, not an online coach. I'm not cool like that. No, you're not. One-to-one <laughs> you talk about your one-to-one coach. Mate. Full one-to-one business. Shock. <laughs> Shock. Um, yeah, wonderful. Nice, mate. I'm going to do, uh, let's, let's, let's do something. Let's do something fun, Dan. Because um, I saved this post. Don't know why. 
Um, but I think it was maybe to do with you or I was going to do, or maybe I just want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> this is, all right, we're in a blind rank, Dan. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the greatest movie villains of all time. It's going to be a bit niche for you. I don't know. I think you it's know a bit them. Niche. I think you know them all. Okay. Yeah. Most anyway. Or like, so I'll pick out the ones you definitely know. Okay. Uh -huh. um, one, two, three, four, huh. five, six. Yeah, maybe seven. We'll do them all. If you don't know them, we won't put them in. All right, blind ranking. I need I need some notes because these were funny last time when you've when everybody disagreed with your uh somebody disagreed. I think there was a few people that disagreed with your statement. People I think disagreed. we talked about potatoes and blind ranking, how they weren't like high enough in potatoes in the Christmas dinner blind ranking. Or what's the best okay. like side? All right. People called me for that, did they? I believe so. I well, it definitely in one of my check-ins, somebody had a go at you for uh not well, we That's didn't like potatoes enough. I was like, What? <laughs> it's because you got stupid clients, mate. Yeah, about that. Very true. Yeah. Um right. So we got Hans Gruber. Do we know who that is? We do know who that is, yeah. He he's not that bad. So we're gonna do eight. One to There's eight. eight. Okay, I would put Hans Gruber. Probably seven at, if you don't know them all, but yeah. I would say I'd put Hans Gruber at four. And four. He's not that bad. What did Hans Gruber do, Dan? He uh, took over the Nakatomi building in Die Hard. Mm. Played by? Uh, the late, great Alan Rickman. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. That's <laughs> Die Hard. I love Die Hard. It's fine. Die Hard's good. All right. Um, big one. Darth Vader. You see, now he's not the biggest villain because he turned out to be good in the end. Mm, and I don't think there's going to be many people in this list that are going to be good in the end. So I'm actually going to be putting Darth Vader at seven. Seven. Okay. Seven. It's yeah. interesting. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because are you going based off, are they really bad? Or... I don't think he was really that bad of a villain. And I, don't, I think actually he's just a puppet for the emperor. So like, mm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I'm happy with him at seven, but I don't know. There could be, it could be eight. Should I put him at eight though? Oh, do I think no? Go seven. Go seven. Seven. Go seven. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll double check there is eight. Otherwise, I'm I'm punching one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Fuck. I I think I think that I think there's one or two you don't know. Um, there will be for sure. Hans Lander. There's one of them, I don't know. There we go. <laughs> Have you ever watched? Um, so it's played by Christopher Waltz. Um, he is more probably known as the Jew Killer um, in Inglorious Bastards. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, really? You haven't seen it? Yeah. No. Fucking hell. That is one of my top five movies of all time. Really? No, yeah. I've never seen it. So. No, that's probably why I've not watched it. Like <laughs> you absolutely uncultured penis. Um, that's me 100% go watch that have you I mean it's on a level I would say my favourite Quentin Tarantino films would be Inglourious Bastards and Django Unchained I think those two <laughs> I've not seen the other one either what 
Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Both both up there. Oh, you need to go Sorry. watch those. Go watch those. Jeez. Sorry to disappoint you. Stop the podcast. Fuck off. Yeah. Go watch those. <laughs> you have homework to do, my friend. All right. Um, the Joker. Ooh. I think number two, Joker. Two. I think mean, I like nice. I like the Joker as a villain. And and we're going with Heath Ledger, Joker, by the way. Heath Ledger Joker, yeah. Because he, he was evil to the core. Like he was just like uh he, you know, he was there was no you couldn't, for example, like like I said about Darth Vader, you could convince him to be good in the end. No way with Joker you could do that. Not but then but did you watch uh Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? Yeah, I did, mm, yeah. But that was more of a sad story, no? That was the as yeah. fuck. Um, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, I remember going and then um, Chloe was like, I was just waiting for it to get better. Um, and I was like, that was like, no, that never, it never materializes to be happy. It just gets sadder and sadder and sadder. Yeah. yeah. Go watch it, guys. Um... <laughs> yeah, go watch All it. All right. Um, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, see, this is why I reserve the number one spot. I feel like he <laughs> has to be number one, surely. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Like I can't have, to, can't have any high spots now. <laughs> That's what he does, isn't it? Simple like that, yeah. Um, and then, I don't know this one. You might know it. Nurse Ratched. No idea. No idea? Do a quick Google. People were absolutely... Uh, yeah, screaming at that. Screaming. Fictional character. No shit. Um, also, in the movie, also known as Big Nurse. Why is she so evil? Oh, she's literally in a, a TV series called Ratchet. Wouldn't it? In a leading psychiatric hospital. Huh, interesting. I don't know who it is. Um, oh, well. Don't know. Unfortunately, there you go. All right, uh, Voldemort. Yeah, he's not that bad. Three, three more evil than Darth Vader. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Vold- Voldemort couldn't even take over a school. Darth Vader took over the universe. Oh, no. uh, yeah. <laughs> I see your point. <laughs> um, this lad, I don't know, but I know the actor Anton Chigurh. No, no idea. Don't, don't know that one. Anton. Who is that? No Country for Old Men. Hmm. No, Never watched it. Never watched it. Unfortunately, we need to watch that. Um, <laughs> this one is is going to be the last one of these. Is Feathers McGraw, and you do know who this is. Chicken Run. No, it's not Chicken Run. It is. What is it? Wallace and Gromit. Wallace it's, and Gromit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the it's <laughs> it's the penguin from Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, well, he's number eight, obviously. Like, <laughs> he's not a bad villain he's at all. Fucking evil. He no, just like stares not. at you and like, what? No, he's evil. Feathers McGraw. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting this list up. Old ass stories. Uh, yeah. So you've gone Hannibal Lecter number one, Heath Ledger Joker number two, Voldemort three, Hans Gruber four. And we've reserved the space for five and six, apparently, because for the people you don't know. Um, and then 
So you got to make a choice out of Hans Wander or Anton Chigurh or the other guy. And then seven, Darth Vader. Eight, Feather McGraw, the Penguin. Jesus. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that list. <laughs> uh, I'll take it, mate. I'll take All that right. list. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> I thought I wanted to do that, Dan, because uh, your lists are fucking terrible. Uh, my lists are terrible, mate. I, I, my problem is I don't have strong enough feelings about these things. Do you know what I mean? That's my problem, I think. I, I think that's what makes as it As you funny. can see, I don't watch enough so... films, as you can tell. <laughs> um, you're furious with me, some of those decisions I, I, that I, I mean, I've like, watched them. That's the novelty. I feel like somebody with more knowledge would be like, oh, get this into this and get a little bit more passionate. I think yeah. your nonchalance of not knowing is uh, what's going to happen, what is good yeah. about these. So what else do you not know about? I'm going to pick that. Quite up. a lot of stuff to be fair. <laughs> you know me. I'm quite narrow-minded like, from I'm, that point of view. I'm going to do uh, golf brands. There you go. And then you'll be like... Golf brands, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> go to town on that one. Um, anyway, but I was going to circle back on, um, because I don't know what you were going to talk about in terms of online coaching. What were you talking about? I can't remember, mate. Probably just it's hard, isn't it? And like people should probably actually like give it <laughs> hard, some fucking it? effort. Hard, yeah. Isn't it? Um, <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say now. What do I, what did I bring up? There was something I can't remember what it was now. It can't be that important. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I was talking about. Um, so there was um, there was somebody I was talking about podcasting with today, and obviously they were getting. Um, this is more of a point of, I guess, getting into online coaches of just, and it was something um, that Simon Mitchell posted today as well, um, and how people will um, obsess maybe about their content or obsess about putting something out and obsess that it's perfect. Um, and it was something the conversation I had today about a podcast with Vlad. Um, he was like, Oh, what platforms do you use? What mic do you use? What this do you use? What this stuff. He's like, Yeah, I really want to start. I really want to get. And he's like, I've just got to get everything perfect before I do. Um, it's it's a similar thing I have with, um, with my brother-in-law as well. He looked at my board, like I have all my business stuff on my board, like like project work, uh, weekly content, outreach, tick off sheets, and stuff like that. Um, he was like, yeah, I want my content to look my, my content's not amazing, but he's got some thought and some effort into it mm. a little bit. Um, and it's more the case of, I just don't bother getting all the gear before you fucking start putting shit out there. Um, which is, I, I feel like people are getting better, but there is a certain amount of like, put some effort into it. But I don't know where where do you fall? Like I feel like there's some people who just need to do instead of talk where there's nothing that's coming out. And then yeah. there's a process of like, all right, you've you've done that, at least some stuff is coming out. Now let's rein it back and make it better. Yeah, it's really tough uh to to draw that line and, and kind it of It is, isn't it? Right. And, and yeah, and what you need to say to people, right? Um most people need to just make more. Um, and the other, the, the reason that I tend to fall on that side of things in that, that, that conundrum that you, you face there, Tom, the reason that I say nine times out of 10 to people is to make more and not worry about being perfect is that by making more, it will be better. There's that analogy. I'm sure I've talked about the podcast before the analogy about the people that made the pots. Have you heard the analogy about the pot making, Tom, you heard the analogy about the pot making. It's really important. No, uh, shine a light on it for me. So the, basically the, the, the analogy is that there were two groups of students in an art class that were given, and it might be a real story. I just know it as an analogy, but they were given, they were, they were split into two groups and they were each told 
that they were going to be judged based on um, the um, on two different on two different parameters. One group were going to be judged on how many pots they could make in a day, or whatever long it was, a week, whatever it was. Right? Let's call it let's call it a fucking week, right? Say so week. And then the other group were going to be judged on the, the they could only make one pot, but it had to be the best quality. They could make as many as they wanted, or whatever, but they had to make one pot. It had to be really really good. It had to be perfect, and that's what they're going to be judged on. So they're going to be judged on one pot that was quality. And the group that had that were told that they were going to be judged on quantity were like, you need to make the most amount of pots. At the end of it, they got everyone together and they put all the pots together. And the pots that were actually judged to be the best were taken from the group who'd made the most, not the groups that had spent all the time trying to make the perfect one. Obviously, like blind, obviously. I, I think I can't remember if it's like a if it's like a pot. I'm gonna put pot making analogy. I'm sure they, they were blind. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I see the blind <laughs> thing. The parable, that's it, the parable of the pottery class. There was once a pottery teacher, blah, 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 I won't go on it. But it is to focus on quantity versus quality. And essentially, basically, if you were to, you know, want to get better at, at photography, take 10,000 photos, not trying to make the perfect photo there. And then you'll learn as you look and you you do. So the reason I, I suggest doing that is because I think with social media as well, you also have the data then to make an informed decision on what to do next. Whereas if you just yeah. obsess over trying to be perfect, you won't get it right. So by doing more uh, and increasing the quantity, you will always get to a position where you'll start making better quality content that you like, that you think is good quality and that you think works better and all this sort of stuff. So that's why nine times out of 10, I tell people to do more quantity. And I think that in general, most people would be we're better off doing that. Um, and, and there's the odd person who, when they're already at that peak and they're already good at making content, they maybe need to focus on quality. And then you can do that to a, to a certain degree. But it's the whole it's the whole talent myth, right? It's the whole like talent isn't really a thing. It's like you've just done it for more time than other people have. Um, yeah. You know, you talk about Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy being some of the best golfers. You look at videos and then when they're like fucking four and five playing golf and it's like, have they just done those hours sooner and quicker? And actually they're just done more of it over time. Like all that sort of stuff. Right. So I think it's the same concept with this to a degree. And it's like, just put the time and effort into doing it. Um, and coaches don't like it. They don't like doing that. And it's in, in, I always say this, like, this is in the same way where like you would say to a client who says, I want to squat hundred kilos. And then, well, okay, well, let's, Practice some squats then. Well, no, no, I want to do 100 kilos or nothing. Well, it's not going to happen, is it? It's just literally not going to happen. Like, it's going to take a lot of, like, I don't know, willpower, effort? I don't know what it's going to do. But, like, it's a skill that requires practice. And I think it's very, very arrogant for coaches to assume that they sh they could just study some content ideas and content stuff and just magically be good at it. No. You're going to be shit at it. It's going to be crap. You're going to have to put the hours in, much in the same way that it's arrogant for people to think that they can just get a six-pack or get win a powerlifting competition without much training. It's 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 arrogant. It's it's ridiculous. It's blind. And it's the same with coaches and their content. Is I say, okay, you want to make good videos. How many videos you made? Well, none really. Well, make a thousand videos. Then we'll talk about how good your, your videos are in terms of quality. And that's the metric is to go, well, make a thousand first. And I use that parable, I use that analogy, whatever it is. I don't, it's not an analogy, is it, but a parable. Um, I use that all the time. I go, make a thousand, and then we'll talk about your quality of videos. Because that's what that's what I've done. That's what we've done. Like, we've made thousands of videos. We've done hundreds of podcasts. That's how we know what the best microphone is, the best equipment is, and how to do this and how to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you could argue maybe as, as we've carried on doing this, we, we're, we're not as good anymore at marketing it and we're not pushing it as much as we did previously at the start and all these sorts of things because it's just less of a, a priority for us right now. But we still do it and we still turn up and we still know how to how to do these things. But also as well, I would argue that in our 
start of doing the podcast, we did have a bit more of a structure and a routine. We had to have a few more features and stuff. Whereas now we're better at it. We can just do this on the fly. We can just talk about these things. Um, and, but and that's also, it's, it's also changed for what it is for us as well, right? It's um, yeah. number one, keep in contact with each other. Number two, the probably the clients we already have or the clients that are thinking about signing up from our social media, it's a long form piece of content that they can get to know us better, which in turn is exactly what it should be, right? I'm going to be talking about a client later today I'm releasing who was a long-term listener. <laughs> Listened yeah. to us for two, three years and then then decided to sign up. Yeah, cool. Amazing. Um, yeah, exactly that. And and it's and and I think as well, the thing that I struggle with as well with coaches is that with quantity of content, it's a very obvious metric. You've made either no, no videos or 100 videos. Whereas quality of content is like, well, that is that depends on what you define as quality. Are we looking at the audio, the visual? Are we looking at the edits? Are we looking at the actual content within the video itself? Are we looking at the transitions? Are we looking at how long it is and how viral it goes? Are we looking at the insights of, of social media? Like what makes a quality video? It's like that whole beauty in the eye of the beholder. Well, who's to say what's good and what's bad, really? Yeah. Um, whereas quantity, I, I would argue, well, that's pretty pretty well defined. You've made a video. And it's done and it's and it's there. And that is the metric that I know will breed quality, regardless of what you define quality to be. I know your thousandth video will be better than your first one. I know that for a fact. It will just be more of what you deem to be quality and what more of your audience deem quality, because you'll look at the numbers and the metrics that define what you think quality is based on your success. Um, because I think quality video is different to what Mike thinks quality video is, for example, based on I think it's more to do with maybe the whether it's 4K, whether it's lit well, whether it has a story to it, whether it has some sort of like a, a meaning behind the video, whether there's some sort of thing. To, whereas Mike would be a bit more, well, it just needs to be raw, vlog style, behind the scenes, don't have to heavily edit it, keep all the shit bits in, it's funnier, it adds to it. And that's just two different viewpoints and you blend them together at, at times. Uh, so that's what I would say, is that, is that coaches sit there to me all the time, oh, what, what's good content? Or oh, what do you think about my content? Is it good or bad? Well, do you think it's good or bad? Do you know what I think? Forget why. Why are you asking me? I'm not your ideal client. Yeah. Like make content that you enjoy making, that you enjoy editing, that you enjoy putting together and you enjoy watching back. I was literally you won't be far me, wrong. me yesterday. I was like, cause I've, I've been making, cause also I'm spending a little bit more. So those like 90 minute, 90 minute, 90 second fucking stories of my clients. Right. I'm using the max of the reels. People are like, Oh, it's too long. Like, Fuck it. Yeah. So tell a story. It's absolutely fine. And like the the inverse because I'm spending a little bit more time. Those probably take me. I'm film. It's a 90 second clip of me filmed, but obviously all chopped up. Um, and then it's probably 20 25 minutes of me fucking up and saying the I've got my script. So I've written my script. That probably takes me half an hour. Um, 20 I say 20 minutes of recording because I've already written my script. Because so that's gonna make it quicker. Um, if you don't write the script, guess what? Yeah. It's gonna be fucking a long time you fuck it up. Um, and then probably editing an hour, hour and a half, maybe. So it's probably about 90 seconds. I'd say that's two hour, two hour reel, right? Um, but people aren't prepared to then take that time. Bear in mind, I I've got 25 to 30 fucking one-to-one -one sessions at the moment, and I'm finding that time. And mm. I've got a, a catalog of online coaching, um, and mentorship, whatever. And then, but to caveat that, because i I'm spending that time on that post like every other day. My other posts are just memes that take me two minutes to make. That's it. But that is content I fucking love. 
<laughs> and it's more and this shareable. Is, and this is and the thing is, because this like, is the thing is, it's like people don't get that. They, they're so obsessed about what their audience want to hear, what their audience it's like. They forget to just enjoy making the content they're making, and like as long as you like it, I think I'm that's a, a huge win. I like making memes because I think they're funny. Yeah. I will send a meme to someone um, because that's one of the biggest metrics. And uh, Stephen Bartlett's content uh, girl, so the head of head of Stephen Bartlett's content, and she was like, "What people want right now is." Is it shareable? Like, will you send yeah. it to someone? That's that's yeah. the one of the biggest metrics that Stephen Bartlett is looking at currently. And she was talking about that in until last week. She was like, is it shareable? Will someone share your piece of content with someone else? That is what she was like. The CEO of yeah. Instagram said that that was one of their key metrics now. It's like, all right, cool. So make something that's shared. Save like we I look at save. So all the carousels, Dan's probably the same. I look at saves more than anything else yeah. now. Um, and then for memes, I want it to be shared. I want people to share it to their stories or share it to someone or whatever. And that's about it. And then the reels, I don't really care. I just want, I'm trying to just, I'll talk about it. You'll probably notice like one day and then I'll put my stories the next day. Stories, stories, stories. And it, obviously it becomes like shit. You talked about this all the time, Tom. But Dan was like saying last week, he was like, yeah, it's a campaign. Fuck it. Like if yeah. if that one person has never seen it, then you you haven't done a good, good enough job. Like that's why this one's lasting like twenty five days. So it's just like all right, cool. But just keep going. Boom, 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 boom. And somebody's gonna see. Probably all of my followers at some point will see one of my reels about one of my clients. That's what I'm asking for. Okay, but it's gonna take that. Yeah, long. I think I, th I think with it as well. Like coaches need to remember, uh, and the coaches get caught up in this a lot because they. I sent to the members call this week, man. Is that as a coach, you see your content more than anyone else in yeah. the planet. You watch it, you obsess over it, you plan it, you edit it, you script it, you do all this sort of stuff, and you get really worked up about the outcome of it. Yet to your audience, you are five seconds of their day. Your post, if they read it or watch it, right? Let's say they watch the average watch time on some reels, 20 seconds, right? 20 seconds. You are 20 seconds of their day. They do not remember anything you said the next day. No. You know, that it's the whole like, you know, that the, the whole like, oh, you know, tomorrow, uh, today's news is tomorrow's fish and chip wrapper. That old, it's, this, it's, it's exactly the same as social media. Exactly the same. The amount of times you hear about a scandal one day, and the next day you wake up and it's completely forgotten about on social media, not anything fucking huge, obviously. Um, but coaches think that they post this reel, they put it out there, oh, only, only this many people saw it, or oh, no one reached out. And I'm like, you do realize that's five seconds of someone's day where they've got stress going on, their own life going on, potentially their own content going on, their own work issues, their family life, their problems, their, you know, I suppose to a certain degree, like, like you're just not high on the priority list, right? And I, I can't say any simpler than that. Like, again, it's arrogant to think that people are sat there going, oh my God, I better make a note of this. Tom wrote down that he thinks that the strength curve is a load of shit. Oh my God, I'm going to write that down. I need to make a note of that and make sure that, hang on, I'm going to spend five minutes just rereading that. And I just want to check he's not put any spelling mistakes in there and just double check that everything makes sense. But like, they're not. No one is sat there doing that. And this is the, this is the thing, coaches, they just sit there and they obsess over these videos. Should I post it? Shouldn't I post it? With all due respect, no one cares. <laughs> your content is making an imprint in someone's brain over time this is why i say to coaches 
I say you've got to post consistently over a long period of time what you believe, your opinions of the world and all this sort of stuff because you're making an imprint on someone's mind. That five seconds each day adds up. Just in the same way you sell to people, oh, calorie deficit each day adds up. It doesn't, you don't see any changes in day to day, but you see it over the months. Yeah, exactly the same thing. It's exactly the same. Over time, people go, oh yeah, I quite like that guy actually. And it's the same, we talked about we call to actions on the members call. When people just put on the bottom of their caption, DM me for coaching spaces. Well, no one's remembering that. It's not memorable in any way, shape, or form. No one's going to take action on that because it's nondescript. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't suggest anything. Yet they think, oh, no one reached out. No one's reaching out. Yeah, no one's reached out because no one cares about that enough, that one line. You need to be stronger. You need to make them more serious. You need to make them funnier, more emotion in them, plan them out, write them out. And it's always the coaches that moan about their content not going well that sit there at 6 p.m. and go, oh, I should probably post them for tonight. They write on their phone in front of the TV in 30 minutes, post, oh, no one, no one reached out on the back of that CTA. They're not going to, because you put about as much effort into it as they did reading it. None, because it's not worth it. The coaches that plan three hours a day for content, filming, scripting, editing, whatever it is, right? That may sound excessive. They're the ones that are getting clients to reach out, that are growing on Instagram, that have got quality content, that do watch their own stuff back. It, it just comes down to priorities. And I've gone on a bit of rant there, I realized, but <laughs> it needs nerve. to be said. It needs to be said because it's it's all it's always the coaches that do that. It's always the coaches that bring up a random picture from their day and 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 then write a caption there and then in this in the moment, 10 minutes, and then they go, no one's reached out my, to my content. What am I doing wrong? Well. If you don't know the answer to that question, then you are fucked because that's, it's obvious. Because you look at people like Stephen Bartlett. I don't think how many editors, um, social media people he's got. Do you think he sat there at home going, oh, do you know what? I'll just post that reel. I'll see what, I'll see what happens. <laughs> no, they've got people looking through those they, podcasts going, said, is this a viral clip? Like, is this going to go somewhere? They literally said they have 50 thumbnails for each thing ready to go. 50 thumbnails. And then they and they'll be tested them. And they'll be tested. tests but, on yeah, colors. Yeah, he, 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 he'll get the, the final say on most of them and they'll present like three to him. He'll be like, all right, that one. That's yeah. it. Like, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> you know, and obviously that is, that's, you know, a million miles away for coaches, but why not do something similar for yourself? Why are you not writing out three thumbnails and picking which one? Why are you not doing subject lines like that? Like I do on every email. I write six, seven subject lines. Yeah. And I go back to it the next day. Which one do I like today? Which one do I think is good? I know it's only going to be five minutes of someone's day they're going to read it if i'm lucky that doesn't mean i put five minutes effort into it it's, it's again it's, it just comes back to this whole like this this arrogance that people actually give a shit about you they don't you've got to make them give a shit you've got to make your content better so they actually want to do these things um i actually want to read your content i actually want to you know digest the caption and read it properly because everyone is fighting for this attention and people are forgetting that actually we don't get a lot of it so there you go. That's what I got to say on the subject. <laughs> um, I'd like to point out, like, um, so on the on the scale of like, oh, I'm making good, I'm making content, Dan, I'm smashing it, whatever. There was something that um, there's a lad called I don't know whether you follow him, Dan. It's called Sam Cornforth, who I think his content is good. Um, it is quite funny. I don't um, um, it is very well produced. It is very well done. He is, yeah, he's, he's a video creator, Welsh man child, fueled by porridge. I do, by, I have seen him. Have sponsored seen him. by mom. I take making stupid content probably too seriously. And he does. But he's like attached to Lululemon now. He does a load of stuff for Runner and stuff like that. But he's made content his life, right? 
But there was one yeah. thing he was just like, yeah, I've done a fucking a million video. I watched an interview and he was like, I've done so many fucking videos now. But now at my level, he was like, I don't post that often. He was like, I post fucking quality. I spend two, mm-hmm. three days over one reel. And that is what I do. And he was like, that might be big though, but I spend that long. And he was like, I make it fucking slick. Um, and he was like, because that reel will last two, three days because it's that good because I put that much quality into it. I saw an interview, he was just like, so if you're going to do that and you want your reel to stick around for a while, so like Eddie Abu's stuff, it's shit, but you might put some content into it, stuff like that. But there's, there are reels that just kind of, you're like, oh, you click on it in the Explore page and it's like from two, three weeks ago. And you're like, oh shit, how's that stayed around? Because it's been shared and it's like been liked enough and it's been like whatever, because it's probably produced very well and it's good content in whatever good content should be. Um, like, so Sam's, it probably sits more on your and it is good resolution. The 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 like yeah. transitions are fucking incredible. Always, uh, it's funny. It's like stuff. It's really casual, but it is, its value is it's fucking hilarious. And like he's having fun, so you have fun watching it. But just like we talked about Eddie Boo, like his content is quality because it's decisive. It makes divides people. It makes people speak up. It makes people probably interact with it more and post their own opinion because it outrages people. That's why it's got value. Um, yeah. And if your content doesn't do that, then yeah. Like my content currently right now is all client-based. I won't get that much in terms of interaction with it. I 100% know that. They always flop. They don't never, But weirdly, they, and some of them have done all right. Um, but I think that's the way we're presenting and it's a little bit showing like training montage and stuff like that. But I'm not trying to divide. I'm trying to like not sell, but show stories and stuff like that. So good people. So. But the other stuff is just about like interaction, like the fucking sharing on like memes is fine. So yeah, Weird. yeah. a little bit of both. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and I, I get as well, I understand that <clears throat> me saying or us saying, find your own way of doing it is a bit shit advice. I, I get that. <laughs> I get that like, I get that it's a bit like saying eat less, move more. And I say this to coaches all the time. I said, I get that. I said, but I cannot tell you what to post. It's the most ridiculous concept in the world. I wouldn't listen to anyone else telling me what to post on Instagram. So I wouldn't expect anyone else to to listen to me. And I've started doing this a lot more now because I believe this is what coaching is, right? Whenever a client asks me a question, I always say, what do you think you should do? Mm. Because... I'm there to advise and guide and use my experience to, to a degree, but also it's like, I want you to be in a position where you trust yourself enough to know what well, this is what I want to do. Because otherwise you just become a puppet. You just become someone else, you know, someone else's idea of what is good or bad again. And that's not you. And that's not doing what you think is right. And it's, it's, it's tough because you always want to do the right thing. And I had this on a call today with someone. She said, Oh, I didn't do what you asked me to do. because I didn't know I was doing it right. And I said, well, what is the right way of doing it? She's like, well, you tell me. And I said, well, I don't know what the right way of doing it is. I said, what if I'm, I could be wrong. I was like, why would you wait to listen to what I've got to say? Um, And and we had a really good discussion around like, well, what is right? Because you could argue that, well, the government have posted the, the nutritional guidelines for years. They must be right. Well, no, they're not right. We know they're not right. They're completely wrong. But yet, depending on your viewpoint, they would be right or wrong. I think they're wrong. Other general public might think they're, they're right. Some people might believe that these politicians are right. I believe that they're wrong. Well, 
it's not about right or wrong. It's about what you believe. And I was like, you need to scrap the word right out of the, the dictionary here. What do you believe? Because that's really what it comes down to. It comes to training. Is like Tom's training philosophy isn't right. It's a way of doing it. Uh, what the fuck? Mate, I want to do car <laughs> phrases and I want to do trap shrugs, right? I do shit tons of car phrases. That's absolutely um, fine. They're the one yeah, thing that stays ones. in from bodybuilding. Um, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not right. It's just Tom's... Eddie Boo's not right. He just believes he's right. It's a belief. It's, it's so many eggs. Mate, so that many guy. Eggs. Oh, my God. He's killed so many... He's killed, he's killed so many chicken... Unfertilized chicken eggs. Yeah, pieces. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just like change the narrative of like, tr stop trying to be right and just believe that you're right. Believe you're, believe, like, that's the thing. It, is what I'm saying right or wrong? People, some people will tell you it's wrong. I believe it's right. I, most of the time, it's me. Yeah. You just trying <laughs> to do something. Like, damn, what are you doing? Why is your clock yeah. so open? You're not going to hit it. Why are you hitting it that way? Fucking hell. Yeah, oh, Dan. Fucking hell. <laughs> you don't want to go in the sand. So what do I do on this hole, Dan? Hit it in the water? That's where you went. Oh. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> We're having fun, Tom. I just think of the, the, the family guy thing. Um, yeah, that turned into a, a passionate rant by Daniel. He's so passionate about content. It's insane. But yeah, hopefully it, it guides some people. Obviously, most of our, most of our audience is probably... Uh, I mean, as online coaches or coaches in general. So, and people get lost. I know 100% they do. Um, yeah. And you've, I think, yeah, I think there's a big one. I think if anybody, just look at your own content and go, do you like it? Yeah. Cool. Right. If you do, then you're probably like, you're probably some of the way there. If you like your own content, if you don't think, it, if it, you think it looks good, then cool. Or you may be completely deluded. Um, I don't know. Because, yeah. But, but also, but 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 but, well, but also, there's there's but there's there's bliss in that though. That naivety yeah, yeah. of of like it's like Eddie Boo. It's a prime example. Yeah, exactly. Absolute clown. It's just, it's just like, he's, he's he's immune to it. He doesn't see that he's a clown. But we but we talk we, like we we've talked about it. Like me and Dan are a little bit brand snobby, right? Just just like we like brands, yeah. and it's exactly the same as your fucking content. Some stuff yeah. that I won't like the branding. I put I've written here faceless brands. I fucking hate faceless brands. I yeah. hate it when I see an emblem and it's just got their logo on it. Fuck that. I'm not following that. Don't care. Yeah. Unless it's a brand that I really like and I like their I, Apple. I like the brand Apple. I like TaylorMade. I like Titleist. I like, I don't know, some other shit. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, there's other stuff. I, I'm not touching with fucking barge pole. Adam's golf. I don't fucking touch that. I'm not going to touch that at all. I like. I don't like the snobbery of PXG. I'm not going to go have that. I think it's too American um all mm -hmm. this kind of stuff so within golf it's like um brands in fitness i'm i'm never gonna fucking wear gymshark don't like the brand it's fine yeah. never gonna wear it i like lululemon all good because i'm actually just a yoga mom so deep down that's absolutely fine yeah <laughs> but yeah it's the same as on your content like are you like it do you like the branding of it you do you like how it's presented all that kind of shit like yeah i think that's the case and I'll look back through mine. I'm like, fuck me. I can't believe I posted that. Definitely happens all the time. I'm just like, yeah. oh shit. Delete, 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 delete. Uh, doesn't resonate with me anymore. Uh, it's fine. It's yeah. mainly pictures of Dan. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know it. I, I feel like I, I just got to do that more now. I think just to get weird pictures of you and just put faces on them. So, yeah. Hey, you can try it all you want. See if you get anything out of it. I, I, I think I will. 
Uh, I might get some lulls interaction from your clients. That's about it. Uh, yeah, that you get a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's bring this episode to a lovely close. Um, any other business? Not for me. No, no. I'm playing golf again tomorrow. Let's hope for another low score. Everyone, please pray for me. Whoever you pray to, please pray because I need it. My Eddie Abu. We, we, if we if you want to pray to Eddie Abu, pray to Eddie Abu. <laughs> we haven't caught, we caught up with Coach Carnival Cam this week, but we will next week. I'm sure we can. Um, so, I don't think he's posted anything too outrageous because uh, I, would, I would have brought it up because obviously I'm on Coach Cam watch as always. <laughs> um, we, both, we both followed him now. so yeah. oh, I follow him now. That's it. I follow him now because that's the kind of guy I am. Um, oh, that's right. He made, uh, it was one about drinking tap water. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. I don't, I don't have a huge issue with that to be honest, because yeah, I mean, you should definitely filter your tap water. That's my opinion, anyway. <laughs> so I'm, I'm okay with that one. Um, he did make the bacon cheeseburger bowl. Interesting. Um, yeah, the bacon cheeseburger bowl, as you can imagine, was just mince with bacon and cheese on top because the, there's nothing else you're allowed on the carnival diet. So <laughs> yeah, that that was a tough recipe to follow. That one, <laughs> the mince in the pan with the yeah, bacon yeah. and then mixed it with the cheese. That was tough. I'm not gonna lie, like I, I struggled with that. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was that's what we. That's had gonna be re- that's, that that bowl is gonna be reasonably textureless, isn't it? Is it just me, right? I don't know how. Whenever I think about this diet, I feel like my mouth would feel weird. Yeah. Anyone else like, have that feeling? Like I don't yeah. know. Like I, I just feel like it would get sore. I don't know what it is. I feel like it can get a bit like I don't know. There's going to be like, a, it has to have a lining to it, right? There's going to be some sort of fat grease lining that's constantly. Yeah, on I, I just mouth. feel like it would and just like, be. I feel like I'd be brushing my teeth a lot. Yeah, I I don't know why I feel like I have this thing about it's gonna my mouth's gonna feel weird on this diet. I don't know why. I don't know why I think that, but I do. Um, but his followers have grown, and it's good to see some of my clients following him now. So I'm glad <laughs> that they're getting some. Some solid advice. Um, and, and look, you know, we talk about, we talk about what we talked about before about believing in what you're saying. Like, as much as we joke, the guy is a prime example of just making what you want to make and, and sticking to your fucking guns, like genuinely. Um, so yeah, be more like Cam in that way. Fucking loves meat. Okay. All right. <laughs> On that note, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Yeah.